Hello and welcome to Broadway Binge. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Hannah. And we are here to rank and review (laughs) the most important musicals from Showboat to today. But not today. Hannah. Uh, Today, uh, because we couldn't watch a damn Yankees movie in time, and also because it just sounded a little less fun, we decided we're going to do a special bonus episode where Hannah and I each tell you our top 10 favorite Broadway songs of all time. Woo! Um, So, yeah, you've done your rankings. Uh, How do you feel about Mm -hmm. your rankings? You know, I don't feel that they're conclusive, but I do feel like I picked a lot of uh, songs that are really excellent, and uh, I'm interested to know if we have any overlap. I wonder. I yeah. I'm really qu- I'm questioning my song choice. This is For sure. like I just I made the list today, and I made mm-hmm. sure to only pick one song per musical. Oh, so I whoops. didn't I didn't want to <laughs> I didn't want to double up on like musicals right. that I like right. and. It's interesting. Uh, if if you're sitting out there and you're going to question my song list, like I'm not 100% confident in this, but I think it's a good like starting point for conversation. And I'm sure we'll yeah. revisit this concept in the future. I think Broadway so too. Binge. I picked 10 and then I picked five sort of honorable mentions. Um, I don't know if my like ranking is great in terms of the order, but I do think these are, uh, at least my 10, are like 10 significant songs in the history of Broadway. Um, and they're some of my favorite songs from all of Broadway. And I think it's worth noting, like, this is a little different than our usual ranking in that, um, you know, we are picking our favorite songs. We also feel strongly about them, but I think it's like a little more admittedly personal. <laughs> Agreed. Do you yeah. want to start by reading off your honorable mentions, and we won't spend too much time talking about them, because 20 songs is going to be a lot of songs to talk sure. about. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I mean, I, well, technically I have six, because I had two that are tied that are from the same show. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I can just read my five. Yes, uh, please do. Should I read from number five to number one, or are we not even ranking them? We want to just do it as a list. Um, you can read from five to one for your honorable mentions. All right. So great. Uh, my number five is, uh, losing my mind from Follies. Um, (laughs) specifically because Bernadette Peters sings it so wonderfully. My number four is Feed Me from Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, okay. Um, My number three is, uh, Cabaret from Cabaret. Ooh, good choice. I wasn't even thinking Cabaret. My number two is a tie between Wait For It and Room Where It Happens, um, just because uh, I didn't feel like I could go to him with Hamilton on my list, um, but uh, some of the most exciting musical numbers I've ever seen. And my number one on an honorable mentions is uh, And I Am Telling You from Dreamgirls. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is going to be really informative for our audience because they've only heard us talk about old musicals. They don't right. actually These know are what we like. All musicals that are newer that we like. I mean, I will say, like, I did try to temper... Uh, you know, songs I like with ones that I realize like aren't necessarily my cup of tea, but feel like really significant. I don't know how successful I was, but uh, yeah, those are my honorable mentions. Okay, I'll run through my honorable. I'm, I'm just trying to think if I have anything to say. So I've mm-hmm. never seen any production of Follies. I do know Losing Me My neither. Mind. Me neither. I just love the song. I watch it all the time. <laughs> um, I've had the misfortune of being in Little Shop on two different occasions, um, <laughs> both times in the ensemble, which is there should not be an ensemble for little shop but no, high schools really do it not. uh so i've been in that twice uh, i was also in cabaret um mm-hmm. and room where it happens we're going to be talking about that a little bit later on, great on um okay. sure uh, okay well we'll get to that we'll get to that great all right so first i will i made four honorable mentions um so 
I, in no particular order, I have In the Heights, the opening song of Great. In the Heights. Good, cho- um, good choice. You'll learn over the course of my list that I really, really like scene songs. I like when a song is like a whole scene and it includes a lot of character development and like multiple different melodies intertwined. Mm. I, I I go crazy for scene songs. And um, I originally had In the Heights in my top 10, but since I already have a Hamilton song in my top 10, I didn't want to overdo it with Man, we Lin-Manuel. both did this. We both were like, we can't go too hard with Lin-Manuel Miranda because he's still new in town. Mm-hmm. Um, also in my honorable mentions is You Don't Know from uh, Next to Normal. Yeah, I almost put a Next to Normal song in and then I didn't. I'm glad to see it on yours. Great. Which, which one were you thinking? It was probably going to be You Don't Know. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the one. Yeah. I mean, no, that's a, yeah. yeah. That's probably uh, the that, one. That's, uh, that used to be one of my favorite musicals. Now it's been like 10 years since it came out. So like the sort right. of new freshness of it has worn off. Mm-hmm. And like I probably would not put it in my top five anymore. But like top 15, definitely still. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, then okay. honorable mentions. I also have the opening number from Great Comet. Oh, God, I should have put some great Comet in there. I'm so glad you have that on the list. That's really important. Yeah, that opening Damn. song. Um, unfortunately, for so I love great Comet, and I'll like, go Me to too. bat for great Comet. God, I should, have put, I should have put some on there, but go on, yeah. I do think, and I don't know if this is necessarily a bad thing. Like, I wouldn't like tell them to change anything, but I think great Comet opens with its strongest song, which is like fine mm. because I like the rest of the songs, but it means that like – like everything after that is just not as good as that first song, but I, I adore that fourth that first song, like the sort of fourth wall breakiness of it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, heard, then, but I really do enjoy Sonia alone so much. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, oh, I, I like all of it. It's so good, but yeah, I hear you. I hear that like they they come in hot, uh, they come in real hot, and charming, um, it, charming is so oh, good. Charming, is damn, really it's so good. Okay, anyway, please continue. Okay, last song on my honorable mentions is uh, this is a re- a weird choice. Great, it's from Avida. It's the Ava and oh. Shay waltz at the end when what? they're like singing together and like like trading barbs. And it's like probably not one of the best Broadway songs ever, but I love Avida, and that's like one of my favorite parts of Avida. So mm-hmm. there you go. Oh, I'm realizing I should have included uh, the "I Want to Live in America" song from West Side Story. That almost made my list, but I put it different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I should have. You have some other West Side Story later. I don't have any West Side Story in my top ten, and my standout would have been that song. Probably should have been on my honorable mentions. Yeah. Okay, we have to to top (laughs) ten. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, And Hannah might have to run at some point, but. For the top ten that we each have, we're not going to shortchange these songs. We're not going to shortchange this. You deserve. So if we a full explanation <laughs> yeah so if, if we only get to like our like number six then we'll just have to save our top five songs yeah, for like another episode because we're not mm-hmm. shortchanging these no certainly all right not. would you like to go first with your number 10 um sure okay so <laughs> let's do it my number 10 on my list is the dream sequence song from fiddler on the roof <laughs> oh, oh it's man. so good like i was looking i actually i was compiling my list and i sort of did I picked like 15 songs off the top of my head. And then I was like, why don't I Google top 100 musicals and just remember what I'm forgetting? Um, and I immediately thought, Fiddler, of course. And then I was thinking through Fiddler. And like that dream sequence is one of my favorite things in all of musical theater. Um, it's wild. I, I it's, love it's that liter- choice. It's so good, right? Uh, thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. I feel really validated. Um, I should probably I was, look up I, the actual name of it. It's called The Dream. Um, I'm it's pulling called it up the on dream, Spotify. Right? Yeah, I would never have expected you to pick that. Um, it's it, but it's such an interesting song. Right. I'll play a little. This is the kind of song you can't just like play parts of it. No, because it's, like, it's all narrative. I mean, it's literally in a graveyard, and like 
Tevya invents this lie to basically get his wife to consent to his daughter's choice and suitor. And he like imagines that uh, an ancestor has come to him from out of the grave. And it's just this totally fantastical number in this otherwise like pretty by rote musical. <laughs> uh, yeah, hit us with some of it. I'll hit you with some of it, yeah. This is the Zero Michelle original Broadway cast. Where is who? What are you talking about? From the butcher's first wife. So good. She was standing there a minute ago. I'm going to try to go to the middle where the grandma's singing. Sarah is terrifying. This part, this is my jam. What is this about your daughter marrying my husband? Yes, this is it. Have you no consideration for a woman's feelings? Handing over my belongings to a total stranger. So that's a really good song. I mean, I feel like each of our. Like, each of my top ten songs is, like, ten minutes long. So, obviously, like, okay. we're just going to whet your appetite, audience. You might right. want to go listen to these on your own. Maybe I'll make a playlist of Jeremy mm-hmm. and Hannah's favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I actually will do that and release it, it at the same time as the episode. Great idea. Okay, okay. So, that's my number ten. Let's not dally too long. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just an outrageous number, right? Like, it's... I feel like a lot of my other choices are more, like, character ballads. Um you know, like the big ones, right? Um, but I don't know, that dream sequence like always does it for me. It's such an outrageous moment in this musical. So there you have it. I, I Weird and unexpected choice. Um, my choice is also from a little bit of an older musical relative mm. to some of the other ones. My number 10 is The Sound of Music from Sound of Music. You would. <laughs> um, I really uh-huh. like it. I wanted something from Rodgers and Hammerstein on my list. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if this is my favorite song from that show. I was thinking of these are a few of my favorite things, but there's just something so iconic about Sound of Music. I also For like sure. how they reprise it later on, like like acoustically, like the kids sing it, so it's versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like it, so I'm not going to play it for you guys because if you don't know this song already, then you're lost. Um, also, we're going to cover this in like two weeks or so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but Sound of Music is my number 10. No, that's a great choice. It's so iconic, too. I mean, for sure. Okay. All right. Nicely done. Okay. My number How about nine? number nine? So my number nine, another weird choice. Uh, they get less weird as we move onward. Uh, my number nine is The Witch's Lament from Into the Woods. <laughs> um, Interesting. Wh- yeah. Um, I just, I can't get over Is this children will listen? Back. No, no, no. The, the, um, the, uh, I saw him in my garden one night. The, oh, the the weird yeah. rap one. The rap one. The weird oh, rap one. I, it's just it's so good. <laughs> More than anything in the world was greens, greens, and nothing but greens. Parsley, peppers, cabbages, and celery, asparagus, and watercress, and vinegars, and lettuce. He said, "All right." But it wasn't quite, cause I caught him in the autumn in my garden one night. He was robbing me, raping me, rooting through my rooter bag, raiding my rooter ripping up the rampy and my champy and my banner, and I should have laid a spell on him right there. Could have turned him into stone, or a dog, or a chair, 
So I also love this, and this is Bernadette mm-hmm. at her best, and this is the worst part of the movie version, I'm afraid. I think they were so focused on getting Meryl Streep's star power that they forgot that the witch is a comedic role, and that yes. she's the funniest part of the entire musical, and Meryl Streep played this, thank God they didn't cut the song for the movie, but she played yeah. it totally straight as if she was like a scary witch. Like, it wasn't sort of like rapped, it was like... She almost like whisper. It, it was it was all wrong. It was exactly not what the song is supposed yeah. to be. Um, it's not called Witch's Lament. The Witch's Lament is children will listen. So I want to uh, correct that for our listeners. This is the okay. Beans song. Beans, Beans, you stole beans, my beans. beans. I let them know I wouldn't go. I stole my beans. It's um really wild. It's worth watching the original Burnett Peters version purely because there's a Ooh, moment yeah. where she's talking about animals she'll turn people into, and she gets to the word snake and just basically has a conniption. Which is it still on Netflix? I'm sure it, it probably is. It's yeah. worth looking up purely because like there's no notation in the score to indicate that the choice she makes is the choice you should make. But it's just um, she has a really iconic uh, spasm on the word snake that uh, really hits me in my in my in my soft place. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's yeah. just a fun song. It's like very pattery. Uh, it's a big gap. Okay, that's all I have to and say. If, about and, that. and if you consider that song to be part of just the big opening number scene song yeah. of then if you consider that whole thing to be one song, I'm surprised right. I didn't put that on my list because this is like yeah. your ninth favorite song of all time is just one part of a song that contains a ton of amazing songs. Correct. So that song is just stacked. Like the opener of Into the Woods so is, is stacked. stacked. All right, great. I'm glad. I feel very validated. Uh, what's your number nine, Jeremy? My number nine is Think About the Sun from Pippin. Oh, a Pippin. Think about very the interesting. Sun. Pippin. Pippin is one mm-hmm. of my favorites actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love Pippin. And I was trying to think what's my favorite song. I thought about picking the opener of, uh, or I don't know if Corner of the Sky is the opener or not, but I was thinking of picking mm. Corner of the Sky and then I was like, no. Oh no, I was Magic to Do, that's the opener. I was thinking about picking Magic mm-hmm. to Do. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to go with Think About the Sun. Um, mm. And yeah, I just, I, I also, it's another one of those long scene songs that changes in the middle. It cuts to that part uh, where Pippin is sort of like quietly singing as like the stage is all stripped away. Are, are you that mm-hmm. familiar with Pippin? Not super. I know Corner of the Sky. Um, I mean, I, a lot of what I know is basically based on me following Patina Miller when she was um, doing it on Broadway, but like I'm not familiar with the show holistically. Yeah, no, I absolutely love Pippin. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna pull up a little bit of this song. Yeah, let's do it. Why not? Steven Schwartz at his best. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ben Vereen singing before he was accused of sexual misconduct in 2017. Then it turns into a bit of a banger. Mm-hmm. There we go. Oh, yeah, good stuff. Some of that great 1972 <laughs> rock. And then it like totally changes. Right. It never was there. 
Yeah, okay. So basically, I'm not going to play it. The whole, these songs are, like, really long. So sure. I love okay. that song. I love Pippin. I think that Stephen Schwartz is best, better than mm. Godspell, better than Wicked, even better than Children of Eden. So Interesting. Hot take from Jeremy. Yeah. P.S. We should do another episode where we pa- unpack, like, maybe our top five problematic fave songs. Like, for, for me, like, Biggest Blame Fool would be on that list from Susical. I was going through and I was, like, writing all these songs. And I was like, I just, I, there's no way I can uh, have any standing on this podcast if I include these. But I think it would be, that uh, could be a fun game in the future. <laughs> I agree. We should also do a yeah. hot takeoff, actually. Because Great. Mm-hmm. For, for those people who love or hate our hot takes we can just say our, our most weird and unpopular opinions takiest takes okay great all right so number eight yes uh for me is um the impossible dream from man of la mancha Ooh, i love that song yeah it's so good um i mean i will say like that's sort of a shout out to my mom that's her favorite song from her favorite show um and i remember seeing the show as a kid and it i was not struck by it in that way but um I don't know, as an adult, that's a song that really resonates with me. Brian Stokes Mitchell, for me, is the definitive version. Um, but yeah, it's such a great song. Anytime I hear someone sing it, it's pretty wonderful. To right the unrightable wrong To love pure and chaste from afar To try when your arms are too weary to reach the unreachable star, this is my quest to follow that star, no matter how hopeless, no matter how far, to fight for the right. Without question or pause To be willing to march into hell For a heavenly cause um, So my next song, we're at my number eight now. This is, this is a weird pick. Um, mm-hmm. From Parade, it what? is Come Up to My Office. What, Jeremy, what is wrong it's with weird, you? Because it's like a weird pedophile song, but... I mean, not just that. So I like how it starts with the three girls singing, like, he calls my name, I turn my head. Like, you know, and then it goes into, why don't you come up to my office? And then it right. cuts back. And it's like such a weird, emotionally powerful song. And, the, and like the girls are lying and it's it's haunting and creepy. Um, I don't know. I wanted to pick something from Parade because I think it's a very underrated show. And I don't know if this is the right song, but I remember when I first saw Parade live for the first time and when I first heard that song, I was like, oh my God. God, like, like I've never heard anything like this before. I was so, yeah, weird choice, but I'm sticking to it. That is my number eight. I'm in the hall, and then you
Why don't you come up to my office? Got a couple of things you might like to see. Why don't you come up to my office? About two fifteen till a quarter to three. If you could maybe swing by, honey, well you know it'd be okay with me. If you came, if you came, if you came, if you came to my office. Mm, okay, I hear that. I like. Um... I just remember Will Connell and Veronica Decker singing. What's the the song? What was the the duet from Parade that they used to sing when we were in college? Uh, <laughs> I don't even actually like that song from Parade. All the wasted time. All yeah, the hours. that's it for me. But that's fine. All right. So that's number number eight. Uh, my number seven is you know I'm coming. It's pretty predictable, but I think it merits uh, mentioning. It's Defying Gravity from Wicked. Someone says they're so Some things I cannot change Until I try I'll never know Yeah, maybe a little predictable, but um, I don't know. I saw I saw Wicked as like a 12-year-old and it I hit it right at the right time and it was very important to me and my childhood. And it's another one now, like we look back at Wicked, right? And it's such a thing and it's such a trope. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, when it came out, like, the writing on that show, I think, is impeccable and so clever and defying gravity. Um, I do think, like, changed the genre a bit in terms of, like, the rock elements in that show. I also think it's a great example of Steven Schwartz at his best. Uh, I know that you feel differently about Steven Schwartz's best, but we can... Oh, I still think <laughs> it was really great. And yeah. I think people are too hard on Wicked now because anytime something becomes super popular, there's a backlash. Like right. the there was the Rent backlash, the Wicked bashla- right. backlash. Just wait, oh, the Hamilton backlash is on its way if it hasn't already come. It, it'll happen. I can't believe Levi Bohem's not on my list. That's another thing that should be on my list. Anyway, um, I thought about putting Seasons of Love and decided against yeah. it. Yeah. Oh God. Well, that's um, okay. That'll be next time. But the thing is, just because a show is overloved by like tween girls doesn't make it right. a bad show. Doesn't it make it a that, bad like, show. Yeah, like just because too many people say it's the best show of all time when it clearly isn't doesn't mean it's a bad show. It's better than most of the shows we've talked about. It's better mm-hmm. than some of the shows we've talked about today. Mm-hmm. So just because some people love it too much does not mean that we should be seeking to Thank uh, you. It. All right. Well, so, okay, that's my number oh, that's seven number is seven. Defying Gravity. I think it's uh, definitive. So there you are. What's okay. your number seven? Uh, mine, another interesting choice. It is... What You Want from Legally Blonde, the musical. I love your choices, Jeremy. <laughs> this is fun. What you want. All right, say more. What you want, Warner, mm-hmm. what you want is me. <laughs> so I love, so first of all, <laughs> Legally Blonde is the most underrated musical of all time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let that, I'm going to let that marinate <laughs> for a second. Just let's just I, I truly sit. believe, I truly believe that to be the case. I don't think it's that people think it sucks. I think it's that people generally like it. Just based on the fact that it's like Legally Blonde the musical and based on like a movie from the 2000s and is very uh, not ex- totally faithful to the source material, but pretty faithful to the source material. People are like, yeah, OK, I like Legally Blonde, but it's just it's just Legally Blonde. And right. I think we should be talking about Legally Blonde in the upper echelon of musicals, like some of the ah! all time greats. I think it is among the all time greats. Love this, Jeremy. I love this for you. Um, and. <laughs> 
what you want. Now, I I, I don't know if it deserves to be in the top ten songs of all time because the reggae portion I'm not a huge fan of, but Mm -hmm. it's such a brilliant it's such a brilliantly constructed song, so well crafted with all these different themes interweaving. The lyrics are great. Some of the most underrated lyrics in Broadway history are from this musical. Uh, I absolutely love Legally Blonde and What You Want. Even though the reggae section I'm not a huge fan of, it, it's the epitome of a, of a scene song that really gets you from one place to the other, interweaves multiple themes. I'm a big fan of What You Want. What you want, warrior, what you want is me. But you need to see me in a brand new domain. Well, it's plain. Warner in a different setting. You will see you're getting all of this plus a brain. I'll meet you there at Harvard with a book in my hand. Big sturdy book, big wordy book. Full of words I'll understand and write. There is where you see it too. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Heard. I hear you. Um, I think that's a fun take. Um, and uh, I'm interested. <laughs> I love that you picked a Legally Blonde song. Okay. Uh, what, do you not like Legally Blonde? No, I think, no. I don't not like Legally Blonde. I love Legally Blonde. But um, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, I don't know. It's an acerbic choice is what I'd few say. Few would pick it for their top ten. Few would pick it for their top ten. But you're not one of the few. Or you are one yeah. of the few. Yes. Okay. Um... My number six is A Little Priest from Sweeney Todd. Uh, I felt like I needed some Sweeney Todd on here. And uh, yeah, for me, like that's the sort of like the epitome of Sondheim. I realize I have another sort of pattery Sondheim song on here with uh, my number nine from The Witch. Um, So I don't know. Maybe I should have rethought that. But no, you have a type. I have a type. Um, no, I think A Little Priest, yeah, is Sondheim at his most Sondheim, uh, and also within, like, the show. I, mm, for me, it's tough between Into the Woods and Sweeney Todd, but, uh, yeah, I think Have a Little Priest is iconic. What is that? It's Priest. Have a Little Priest. Is it really good? Sir, it's too good, at least. Then again, they don't commit sins of the flesh, so it's pretty fresh. Awful lot of fat. Only where it's at. Haven't you got poet or something like that? Now you see the trouble with poet is how do you know it's deceased? Try the priest. Yeah, I so actually, clever. I had have a little priest on my list, oh. very highly ranked, and then I decided to actually give it to a different song from Sweeney Todd. We'll get to it later because I, mm. like, I, I have, I just, I knew I needed a Sweeney Todd song very highly ranked on my list. Right. But then I decided against a little priest because a little priest is like the correct choice, like sure, like, you know, the objectively correct choice, but it isn't actually my favorite to listen to. Weird or to me, it it's doesn't define I, Sweeney Todd. I me, almost so picked I a different one, so I'm interested to know what you picked instead. So. Okay. Rem- remember which one you almost picked, and we'll discuss it. Yeah. Later, we'll just, I think okay, mine great. is unexpected. Oh, um, you're going to pick like the Beatles, like parlor songs or something. Oh, no, no, but I, I get that stuck in my head too often. <laughs> I can't believe you. Okay. I uh, love the last, love the last, love the last. Stop. <laughs> okay, what's, what's your number six? My number six is Tradition from Fiddler on the Roof. Great, great choice. Great yeah, choice. I, lo- I love a scene song. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, when I think of like what is my cultural identity, um, I think of Fiddler on the mm-hmm. Roof. I just assume that my ancestors all lived in Anatevka, and mm-hmm. uh, tradition uh, is 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 the the key song of of that. And 
I love that song. I love a good scene song, mixing multiple mm-hmm. melodies, as I've mentioned, and tradition for me is, I think, probably my favorite part of Fiddler. But then again, every part of Fiddler is my favorite part of Fiddler. We love Fiddler. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to talk about Fiddler. Oh, yeah, man. going to be good. And how do we keep our balance? That I can tell you in one word. Tradition! There, uh, yeah. So Jeremy and I both went to Penn, which we probably talked about before. Um, and you Penn does this has this uh, group that does a spoof of the song oh. where they change tradition to tuition, um, and can't it's very giving them, can't silly. Giving them airtime. I didn't say That's what their exactly name was. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yes, I'm, I'm sick I of won't. them. I'm, <laughs> si- I'm, sick of, I'm sick of them. Like they sing tuition every single year for like decades to the freshmen. The freshmen are like. Oh ha ha ha! This group is so funny. They're singing this funny parody song. It's like, yeah, no. The people who wrote tuition in like 1992 were funny. That doesn't say any. The fact that they're just singing a funny right, song and doesn't make them funny. Hot take over. Great. So, okay. um, Jeremy has strong feelings about uh, this particular uh, musical parody, but I thought it warranted mentioning because that's what always comes to mind. Yeah. Um, all right. What do we think? We've done. We've done ten through six. Do we want to try to blow through to number one, or do we want to bandage it here and have it be like two 25-minute minisodes? Well, how much time do you have, I would say? I can probably go for another 10 minutes. Okay. Um, then maybe we stop here, and mm-hmm. you and I have a conversation about scheduling. Great. Okay, fine. Let's do that. All right, so we're going we're gonna to cut it there. We'll call this mm-hmm. uh, a bonus minisode. A bonus minisode. Part one of two. Run. So we're going to announce our top five in the future. I don't even know if it'll be next week or the week after, because if we find ourselves with a lot of time to record, we'll probably do real episodes with that time. Uh, but I hope that uh, gave you guys at least a, a little bit of Broadway binge that you were missing in your lives. A little bit, yeah, a little a little something extra. Uh, please feel free to like tweet us or send us your top uh, Broadway songs. We'd love to shout out other people. Maybe even just tell us your number one. Uh, and we'd love to include that when we reveal our top five, because uh, it's so subjective <laughs> yeah tw- uh, tweet tweet your top five or so to uh broadway underscore binge on twitter or email uh broadway binge podcast at gmail.com and uh and you can give us any number of, of musicals from that email and we will maybe talk about some of them so uh, thank you all for listening and we thanks for joining us hopefully next week just remember what you want is right in front of you